What is up, everybody? This is Ryan Ellis, and you're listening to the Marching Arts Society podcast, episode number five. In this episode, we're going to discuss the lessons that I learned from getting cut. So if you are a a frequent listener of the Marching Arts Society podcast, you've heard that the previous four episodes, you probably noticed that I changed the intro a little bit. Uh, I'm looking for some feedback on that. If If it's something you like or don't like, reach out, let me know, leave a comment. It's really appreciated. On to what this episode is about. So this takes me back to my very first drum corps audition, which was in 2012 for the Madison Scouts. So I was a junior in high school, and I was very ready to get my marching career started. I'd been in private lessons for a little bit. I certainly had the passion and the motivation, and this was the first attempt I gave at starting my marching career. Um, Now, I won't go super into detail on what happened specifically at the first couple camps, but I do want to talk a little about the last camp because I think there's a very valuable lesson to be learned there. So this is the last camp for the 2012 Madison Scouts audition. Uh, Whoever leaves this camp will know if they have a spot or if they will not. There were eight spots in the snare line, and I believe there were 11 or or 12 maybe auditionees, and I was one of them. And uh, so the the possibility of me making this ensemble was certainly there. I vividly remember being in full ensemble with the entire core, um, and I was up on a snare drum, um, this was one of the later parts of the camp, so I was at least still in the running because they still wanted to see me playing. And I messed up this chunk twice in a row. So we were doing some chunk like top to A or A to B, something like that. And twice in a row, I was the only person on the core who played on. So the entire core stops and it's just me for one beat, clearly showing that I did not stop in the right place. I remember the the... The new caption had Lee Bettis standing up, asking who it was, me raising my hand, obviously, because I didn't want that blame to go to someone else. I wanted to at least be honest about it. But um, as you can imagine, as a 16-year-old, that was pretty demoralizing, uh, being that humiliated in front of so many people. And more importantly, simultaneously realizing that I had I had probably just blown my, my chances of making this drum corps. So I want to dive into this because... Looking back on it, there are some very valuable lessons that I learned uh, that I think that a lot of people could benefit from. So let's let's talk about why I got cut. So I remember after this incident, after the camp is is finished, James Sparling, um, one of the guys that that taught the drumline, uh, is speaking with every auditionee, letting them know whether they got a contract or not. And I obviously did not. And we talked for a minute, and he tells me that he just thought I was too young, that I wasn't ready. And this was uh, a, a little bit discouraging because, you know, I've, I felt that I was obviously I was the same age, the entirety of the audition camp. And suddenly now I was too young. But that was uh, that was bad perspective, because what he really meant was that I was immature and I was not immature from a social standpoint or anything like that. I was immature from a performance standpoint that in so many ways, was my first real test of how I was going to be as a performer. I had been in high school drum lines before and been to shows where there was competition and there was pressure, but it's certainly not even close to the same level that you feel when you know that 
any mistake that you make or everything that you do well is going to factor into whether you get to participate or not in this this drum core, this drum line of your dreams. So it really comes down to the difference in who you are when you are under pressure and who you are when you are relaxed. And I think that the reason this is so interesting to me and I see it come up so often is that for so many auditionees, the audition camp is the first time that you've ever played under true pressure. So how do you get better at this? How do you understand this? Now, in this situation for me, after I had experienced this, this was something that I was never going to forget. So that same season, I auditioned for Spirit of Atlanta, and I, of course, felt more prepared for that instant. I was ready for when we got to full ensemble. I was ready for when the staff was staring at me, evaluating me. I was ready for when I was playing next to guys who I was and girls who I was competing for a spot with. But how do you do that outside the context of going to a bunch of drum corps camps? Because obviously they're there, there has to be a cheaper and more convenient way to get better at playing under pressure than going to a drum corps camp. So how do you create this? So this is something that I've, I've talked to a lot of my, my students about, specifically those who are going to camps, is that I want to make sure that they feel pressure constantly in their practice sessions so that when they get to the audition camp, it's very comfortable and they're ready and they're prepared. So most people in their practice time are going to be alone in a room. You have music, you have maybe some mirrors, you have a metronome, but that's it. There's no one watching you. If you were to break or tick or make a mistake of any kind, no one knows but you. So there's a couple ideas that I have um, that I gave to my students for how to change this, for how to feel that pressure while you're practicing and while you're rehearsing. So one of them is just outside people. So as a performer, if you've been in a situation where people are watching you, it could be anyone. Some people bring on more pressure naturally than others. But when people watch you and you know that other people are evaluating you, it is instinct to feel more pressure. So this is a good thing. You can use this to your advantage because that pressure is coming. If you're going to an audition camp, there's no way to rid yourself of the inevitable pressure that is going to set in. So you want to experience it as many times as possible prior to that audition camp so that you're as prepared as you can be. So what who could this be? What people could you get? It could be anyone. It could be a family member, mom, dad, a friend. I think that it works best if you get people to watch you and listen to you who know the activity and they know what they're listening for. So if you can get someone who's in your high school, college, or whatever drumline with you, or you can get another friend who's a musician, that if you were to make a mistake, if you were to break, if you were to play something incorrectly, they would immediately recognize it. You knowing that is going to immediately bring pressure on, which again is good. Okay, so another way you can do this, let's say you don't have access to any of those resources or you're looking for even more, is I think that you can use social media to your advantage. So I have a lot of my high school students or lessened uh, students send me videos. And I think that this is because this is an option now. If you don't have people around you to evaluate you, you can send videos or you can post them. So what I would recommend, if you're daring enough to do it, is to make a post on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, or maybe make a a private group of people who can evaluate you and tell them what this is all about. Tell them you're going to post something and tell them that you want evaluation. And then whatever you're working on, whether it's an exercise or it's a book chunk or it's a skill set, no matter what it is, practice it for a week or so, feel that you're comfortable with it, set up a camera, and then you get one rep. 
You get one rep with a metronome or without to show where you stand. Okay, now, no matter what happens, you have to send this rep. If you fold all over yourself and it's terrible, you have to send it. And what happens for a lot of people is that when they do video things such as this or they do video assignments, you get as many reps as you want. You do 40 takes in a row until you have the one that you think sounds the best, and then you send it and you're comfortable with the result. But you don't have that luxury at an audition camp. If the caption head or whoever says, okay, it's time for a down the line, you have one shot. And if it goes well, you're now held higher in the possibility of getting a spot and vice versa if it doesn't. So you need to recreate this as much as you can. So first rep, record yourself. If it's great, awesome. If it's not, then you send it. And the realization that you're going to have to send this video regardless of how you perform is going to create pressure. Now, this is something a lot of athletes will talk about or um, even performers in this activity is how do you deal with pressure? Because the things that I have just stated, I think are helpful. However, after just having finished a pretty significant marching career, I can attest to the fact that the pressure never really goes away. On my age out night, I still felt pressure. What changes is that you as a performer and as an individual, you, you become more comfortable and you almost create methods for how to keep yourself in a more reliable state of mind when you get in these scenarios. So through the repetition of this, you're going to find out what that means for you. You're going to build the muscle memory of how to perform on a consistent basis under pressure. You're going to figure out what you need to think about, or maybe more importantly, what you need to not think about prior or during your performance. Now, all of this hopefully is going to snowball into when you get into a situation that it has pressure in it, that's really important, that dictates whether you get a spot or not, like an audition, that you feel more prepared and confident, that that down the line doesn't feel as nerve wracking, or if it does, you feel more comfortable with what you're going to be able to do because you've already experienced this a multitude of times. Now, I was educated about pressure and these things when I was in private lessons, but I don't think that I ever really gave myself an experience that was really going to teach me that lesson. And it took getting cut from a drum corps to truly realize it. And it's something that I carry with me still because I think that it's a great lesson to learn. And I would hope that for most that getting cut from a drum corps or an indoor drum line isn't the first time you realize that you haven't been playing under pressure. So I hope that this is helpful. Uh, if you have any questions about this or anything related please feel free to reach out. You can reach me at ryanellis at marchingartssociety.com or you can message me on Facebook. If you're the type of person who is trying to get your marching career started or you have goals and aspirations for yourself inside of the marching activity, I have established a premium membership on the marchingartssociety.com that will give you access to a library of video lessons that will have a multitude of artists and performers who can give you the tools and the tricks that you need to find success inside of the marching arts.